Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Wealth and Health Podcast. My name is Isabel Rothy. I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planning professional at Desert Wealth Management, and I'm so happy and grateful that you're tuning in here today. The reason that I created this podcast was to talk about different personal finance and financial planning and investment management topics, but to make it interesting by sharing the connection between financial wealth and financial health, because I believe that in order to be financially wealthy and financially free and financially satisfied in life, you need to be financially healthy first. And the real goal of this podcast, and I say this all the time, is that I want to help families young couples, retirees, people of all ages manage their finances. They could worry less about tomorrow, less about their money, less about the stress of money, and instead focus their energy more on enjoying life and maximizing family time. And I know when you read the title of this episode, you were probably thinking, oh, we're talking about social security benefits today. That is so boring. But let me tell you, I think you'll be really interested in this topic by the end of the episode today. Now, a couple things. If you're a young person listening and you're thinking, I'm not going to take social security for a long time, like 30 or 40 years. I still think you should listen for a couple reasons. First of all, it's important to know about all different types of financial planning, especially when it comes to retirement income planning. If you're 25, Social Security rules now may be a lot different than they'll be down the road, but it's still good to educate yourself so that you're aware of what may be coming in your financial life down the road. Another reason to listen is to share with your parents, your grandparents, um, if they have questions about Social Security benefits, now you know more or now you know of a podcast episode, you could send them, hint, hint, please share the podcast. Um, But if you're someone who's preparing for retirement, you're in your mid-50s, you'll take Social Security maybe in 10 plus years or if you're about to take Social Security, it's really good to listen as well. And if you're already taking Social Security, you still may want to listen too. So it's really for all ages, and I promise I will make this a at least kind of interesting topic, hopefully very interesting. But what we'll be discussing today is a few different questions to ask yourself before taking Social Security. I work with my father, Rob Clausen. We're business partners together, and we work with a lot of people who are going to retire in the next couple of years. And one major component that we look at in their retirement income plan is Social Security optimization. What is the most optimal age for them to take Social Security? But in order to answer that, we have to ask a couple questions first. And today we're going to be looking at two questions you could ask yourself when you're thinking about taking Social Security. Of course, there are so many other questions to ask, and we'll probably go over a lot of them in future episodes. And there's many other topics in a retirement income plan that we look at outside of Social Security. But for this podcast episode today, we're looking at two questions you can consider asking yourself before taking Social Security. A final disclaimer and housekeeping before I dive in. 
None of this is financial advice. Uh, it's merely an educational resource as a platform for you to make your own decision. However, if you want to set up a meeting to ask specific questions or have specific advice given to you, you can reach out to me through the phone number on our website, through my email on our website. You can message me on LinkedIn or Instagram. We would love to help you. All right, question number one, do I want to work in retirement? Now, some people hear me say this and think, why would I work if I'm retired? But hear me out, some people like to work part-time in retirement. Some people choose to retire and they either take Social Security early, they take it at their full retirement age, which we will get into, they delay, Either way, regardless of when people take Social Security, some people, they retire from their lifelong career and they're retired a couple months and then they realize, oh my gosh, I am so bored. I have to work. Or maybe they want a little extra income to go on that fun cruise or to go on that trip. Or maybe they, they really need extra income and maybe they retired too early. There's so many reasons why someone would want to work in retirement. However, depending on when you take Social Security, and how much money you bring in, working in retirement can affect your financial life in a couple different ways. Your benefits can either be reduced or they could be taxed or both. So it's important to realize that if you do want to work in retirement, how taking Social Security early or at full retirement age or later can affect really the taxes and perhaps the reduction of your benefits. So let's dive into that. Before we do, I want to define a couple different terms when it comes to Social Security. All right, first is the age that you can take Social Security. The earliest you could take Social Security is age 62. If you take it early, and 62 is considered early, it's early because it's before the full retirement age, FRA. And depending on the year you were born, your FRA is a little bit different. So if you were born in the year 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. If you were born in 1959, your full retirement age is 66 and 10 months. If you were born in 1958, the FRA is 66 and eight months. So you could easily look up on the social security website what your full retirement age is. But full retirement age is the baseline where you get your base benefits. If you choose to take social security earlier, so you know 62, 63, 64, 65, so on, before full retirement age, your benefits will be reduced. And there's a math formula of how much it's reduced. So it's reduced by five ninths of 1% for each month before normal retirement age up to 36 months. And if that number of months months exceeds 36 months then the benefit is further reduced by 5 twelfths of 1% per month. I know that's very confusing so to keep it simple if you claim Social Security at age 62 that's roughly a 30% reduction in monthly benefits but if you want to be specific you could definitely do the math or work with a financial advisor to help you with that math. So you have your full retirement age, you have the minimum age, which is 62. Every year that you delay past full retirement age to age 70, you get an 8% increase in benefits. So if you, let's say your full retirement age is 67. If you wait till 68, your benefits will be increased by 8%. 
And then if you wait till 69, it's then an additional 8%. So between 67 and 70, if you, if you delay, you get an extra 8% of benefits every year divided monthly. So that's the basics of that the age in which you retire. Now you're probably thinking, okay, thanks for the background, this is great. How does this apply to if I work while also taking social security benefits? All right, we'll go back to that topic. So we'll talk first about your benefits being reduced and then we'll talk about your benefits being taxed. Now, if you take social security before your full retirement age, so let's assume your full retirement age is age 67 and you wanna take social security at age 63. Your benefits will be reduced if you make over a certain limit in income before your full retirement age. If you take social security at full retirement age and you make past this income limit, you're all good, your benefits won't be reduced. If you start taking social security, let's say at 63, and you make more money past this limit and your benefits are reduced, when you turn age 67, that limit goes away and your benefits are no longer reduced. You just receive the amount that you would have been receiving when you took Social Security at 63. So let's talk about what that limit is for 2023. You will have deducted $1 from your benefit payments for every $2 when you earn above the annual limit of $21,240, okay? Now for 2023, there's another limit I wanna talk to you about. And this limit applies if you will reach full retirement age in 2023. So let's say full retirement age is 67 and you turn 67 in 2023, the limit on your earnings for the months before full retirement age is $56,520. If you exceed this amount, the government will deduct $1 of benefits for every $3 you earn above that limit. Another item to mention is that starting with the month that you reach full retirement age, there's no limit on how much you could earn and still receive your benefit. So that limit does go away when you reach full retirement age. To put all of this together, I'm going to read an example from the Social Security article, and it really just blends everything together into an easy way to understand. Okay, so this article reads, let's say you're taking Social Security in 2023 and you're under full retirement age. Let's say you're entitled to $800 a month in benefits, which is $9,600 for the year, and you work and earn $31,240. This is $10,000 more than the $21,240 limit during the year. Your Social Security benefits would then be reduced by $5,000. This was calculated by taking the $1 for every $2 you earned more than the limit. So you would be receiving $4,600 of your $9,600 in benefits for the year because $9,600 minus $5,000 is $4,600. So that's the first scenario, kind of showing how if you will not reach full retirement age and you have already taken Social Security and you're working and making more than that limit, how that would apply. But let's say it's still 2023 and you are working, but you reach full retirement age in August 2023. So you'll still be entitled to $800 per month in benefits. We're still assuming that's the $9,600 for the year. But let's say you work and earn $63,000 during the year with $57,000 of it in the seven months from January to July. 
Remember, in August, you're turning full retirement age. So this number is $480 over the $56,520 limit. Your Social Security benefits would then be reduced through July by $160. That's $1 for every $3 you earned more than the limit. So you would still be receiving $5,440 out of your $5,600 in benefits for the first seven months. The math behind this is $5,600 minus $160 is $5,440. And then beginning in August 2023, when you reach full retirement age, you would receive your full benefit which is $800 a month, no matter how much you earn. So I know these examples have a lot of numbers. And if you're confused, I challenge you to do two things. Re-listen to this section of this episode a couple more times, or just read the article that I'm quoting. I will have it linked, like I said, in the show notes below. And you're probably thinking, Isabel, this is so tedious and so detail-oriented. Why do we have to go through this? Why should I be listening right now to all these numbers? Well, when you think about it, when you retire... And when you take Social Security, are some of the biggest decisions you'll make in your retirement life? Because when you take Social Security, the age you take it, it's permanent. So you want to be tedious. You want to be thorough. You want to have a detail-oriented plan to look at these different scenarios. And so that's really one of the reasons that I love retirement income planning because I love details. But it is so important to look at so many different scenarios to figure out which one works best for you. And working in retirement can really impact when you think you should take Social Security. Um, now, like I said, it's different for everyone. Some people, it makes more sense to take Social Security at 62 or wait till full retirement age or delay until 70. But knowing how potentially working in retirement can affect your full retirement income picture is a really important consideration to take note of. So now we're going to move on to the other side of this equation, which is how your benefits are taxed. So this is from another Social Security website article. I will also link this in the show notes if you want to read more. But when we look at these numbers, it's based on this amount called combined income. And I'll explain a little bit about what the definition of combined income is. So according to the IRS and socialsecurity.gov, Combined income when trying to calculate how benefits are taxed is you take your adjusted gross income plus non-taxable interest plus half of your Social Security benefits. You add up those three items and that equals your combined income. Now looking at that number of the half of Social Security benefits, according to the IRS, if a couple is filing married, filing jointly, they should take half of their Social Security plus half of the other spouse's Social Security. So if you're married filing jointly and you and your spouse have a combined income that is between $32,000 and $44,000, you may have to pay income tax on up to 50% of your benefits. If you are married filing jointly and your income is more than $44,000, that combined income amount, um, up to 85% of your benefits may be taxable. Now, if you're a single filer, uh, if your combined income is between $25,000 and $34,000, you may have to pay income tax on up to 50% of your benefits. And then if you make more than $34,000 when it comes to that combined income number, up to 85% of your benefits may be taxable. 
So the reason why I'm bringing this up is if you work at a job, you may have your social security benefits taxable. They may not be reduced because you may be at full retirement age, but if you're working, you may have more tax on your social security benefits. So that's the other part of this first point uh, that you should keep in mind. So let's move on to question number two to ask yourself before you take social security. That question is, am I healthy? And one reason we want to ask ourselves this question when we're thinking about Social Security is we kind of want to talk about life expectancy. Um, Of course, if you delay taking Social Security, um, that means your break-even age is higher. We'll talk about that in a moment. But if you don't have a long life expectancy, it may not make sense to delay taking Social Security until you're age 70. It might make sense, but it may not. However, if you do have long life expectancy, um, the break-even age may make sense for you. So it's important to take note of how healthy you are, your genetics of life expectancy in your family, and just even seeing where you're at health-wise to see if you have a long life expectancy. So I'm going to be looking at an article from The Motley Fool. I will link it in the show notes below. And it's sharing a really good... uh, explanation of the break-even age, how to calculate it, how to walk through it. It gives a really good example. So we'll be going over that article and then I'll share some tips on calculating your own break-even age if you're interested in that. So this article has a table in it and the table shares different monthly social security amounts and annual amounts based off someone's social security age. It's looking at a fictional person. So these numbers are not national averages. It's actually looking at an above average earner, but it's sharing some good examples that kind of illustrate this point about break even age. So this table in this Motley Fool article says that someone who takes Social Security age 62 will receive $2,100 monthly, which is $25,200 annually. It's saying that age 67, this person would receive $3,000 monthly, which would be $36,000 annually. And if they delay to age 70, they'll receive $3,720 monthly, which is $44,640 annually. This article goes on to say, assume you're wondering what your break-even age would be if you delayed claiming your benefits until age 70, instead of claiming them at age 62. To calculate the break-even age, you'll go through these steps. So between age 62 and 70, there are 8 years, or 96 months, in total. If you delay until age 70, you'll be missing out on 96 months worth of $2,100 benefit checks. That means you'll pretty much miss out on receiving a total of $201,600. But delaying until age 70 means much bigger checks. Your $3,720 checks would be bigger than your $2,100 checks by $1,620 a month. So now you need to figure out how many years of getting $1,620 more will make up for the $201,600 that you missed out on. Divide that $201,600 by $1,620 and you'll arrive at 124.4 months. Divide that number by 12 and you'll see that your break-even age is 10.4 years beyond age 70 or age 80.4. So this article, through a simple example, clearly illustrates how you could calculate your break-even age to see if 
delaying social security makes sense for you. If the person in this article has a low life expectancy and doesn't think they'll make it to age 80.4, that may impact their decision on if they want to delay social security. Of course, there's a lot of other different angles to this, so you shouldn't base your sole decision off break-even age, but it's a good question to ask yourself. So in a nutshell, the basic formula is you calculate how much income you'd be missing out on if you delayed taking social security. You'd find that lump sum number, and then you'd work backwards and take a look at the monthly benefit you would receive at one age versus the monthly benefit you'd receive at a later age. You take the difference of those two numbers, and then you take that lump sum number and divide it by that smaller number, and then that amount you divide by 12 months. All right, I'm going to run through one more example to illustrate it. Let's say you were thinking, okay, should I take Social Security at 67 or 70? You'd calculate the amount of money you'd essentially miss out on by waiting until you're 70. You'd take that lump sum number. Let's assume it's $100,000, okay? Now, the second part of this is you would look at your two monthly benefits, your monthly benefit at age 67 and your monthly benefit at age 70 and find the difference between the two. So let's say at age 67, you'd earn $2,000 a month. And at age 70, you would earn $2,500 a month. So the difference in those two monthly benefits is $500. You'd go back to that first lump sum number that you came up with, the $100,000 of income you'd miss out on. You take $100,000, divide that by $500, and your answer would be 200 months. And then you divide that number by 12, and your answer would be 16.6 years. So really this number says that if you think you're going to live 16.6 years longer than that age 67, it may make sense for you to delay taking Social Security. But this is not always the case. There's so many other angles and perspectives and different items to take into account of when you should delay or not. But the break-even age is one factor to consider. So I hope this formula was interesting and I hope you guys test it out on yourself because it's kind of fun to figure out that break-even age number. All right, everyone, that is all for today's podcast episode. I hope that it was interesting and insightful and educational. Like I said, there are so many other questions, especially when it comes to Social Security, that you should ask yourself. But these were the two that we looked at today. And as a brief overview, the questions we analyzed was, do you want to work in retirement? And how healthy are you? What is your break-even point? I am so excited to talk more about different social security questions you should ask yourself and different topics. If you do have specific episode requests, whether it's about social security or a different finance topic, please let me know. I'd love to do a deep dive on the topics that you want to learn about. You could message me on LinkedIn, Instagram. You could send me an email. You could call me on the phone. There's many ways to get a hold of me. With that being said, thank you so much for your time today, for listening to this episode. If you think that that this episode or any other episodes that I do would help a family member or friend, I would appreciate it very much if you share the episodes with them. I look forward to the next episode, and let's continue working hard to grow financially wealthy and healthy together. Now it's time for the disclosures section of this podcast. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. 
This material was created to provide accurate and reliable information on the subjects covered, but should not be regarded as a complete analysis of these subjects. It is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, or other professional advice. The services of an appropriate professional should be sought regarding your individual situation. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. LPL Financial and Desert Wealth Management do not provide tax or legal advice. Clients should consult with their personal tax and or legal advisors regarding their circumstances. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Desert Wealth Management and LPL Financial are separate entities.